thank you um, for being here. I was intending on having a great time regardless of how many people showed up. So, um, I mean, we usually do we, this in a basement with an audience at all. So. It's true, yeah. We, we're usually in a basement <laughs> uh, without anybody. Um, but uh, we are uh, memingless, and we do a podcast where we take memes that are going around online that make some kind of claim of fact or opinion. And I do a bunch of research on it, uh, sometimes reading hundreds of pages, one time writing 42 pages for one episode. Well, technically, um, it was three episodes. Well, yeah, we split it into three because that was a lot. That Like, 42 pages is a lot to go over for one episode. It, it, I, feel, I felt like it might have dragged on too long, so... But... Uh, I do a lot of research and I kind of dispel a lot of the misinformation that goes around on the internet. Mm -hmm. We often cover controversial subjects, but since we're live here today and I figured there would be pe people here who didn't know who we were and, and what we do. Right. And so I decided that I want to avoid uh, any contentious subjects, anything too controversial. So... I figured since today is a special day, Bobby, do you know what today is? I know it's January 6th. That's right, January 6th. So I decided we're going to go over the January 6th insurrection. I am so fucking kidding right now. We're going to talk about video games. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby, Miss yeah. Bobbington, Bob Burrito mm -hmm. from Bob Evans. <laughs> uh, I have a meme for you to look at mm -hmm. and... Uh, I know that we're in front of a live audience today, but I would like you to explain to our audio listeners uh, what the meme looks like and how it reads. So we've got a uh, young boy sitting on a small dirt bike, and it looks like his father's standing there talking to him, maybe giving him a little pep talk before the race. And at the top it says, because no boy remembers when his dad played video games. Okay, so... Who remembers their parents playing video games? Oh, I do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I have was a lot. thrilled when they wanted to play yeah. video games. And, like, the thing is, like, I even remember, I have a lot of good memories of playing video games with my parents, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, so this, this idea of, like, no boy's going to remember when his dad played, like, that doesn't make any sense. Now, I know I have a lot of fond memories. I even uh, have memories of, like, when my grandmother would bring her Nintendo 64 over all the time. But then again, I was born an addict. Did I tell you that? Mm -mm. Yeah, my mom played video games while I was still in the womb. Oh, how irresponsible. Yeah, yeah I can't believe it. You I, were doomed that's from how the start. It, That's why I turned out the way I am. Yeah. So I was corrupted from day one. But uh, So this is a meme that uh, you might have seen. It's been going around. It's making its rounds on Facebook again. And uh, memes like these undermining the value of video games are not uncommon. Like, sure, riding a bike might be good for, you know, uh, like for a kid to build coordination or uh, break a femur, but uh, we video games can have some real benefits, you know. Oh, yeah. This is a study from uh, 2020 uh, from the National Literacy Trust, and uh, it, they surveyed video gamers that who were aged 11 to 16, and they found that two in five video game players were motivated to read more because they could find out more about video games by reading. Okay. Also, uh, over a third believed that video games helped them become better readers. Uh, three in five also felt that video games will help them learn how to do uh, problem solving. And just under half believed that it uh, helped them to be uh, develop team building skills. Sure. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, so, and, like, no, sure, like, riding dirt bikes is good for letting kids get outside in the uh, fresh air and exhaust fumes, 
but uh, it's not going to make them better readers. Some may argue that this study involves some self-reported data, which it does. Mm -hmm. And of course, kids surveyed may have an incentive to embellish the benefits of something they like doing. But further reading will show some more recent information, some more recent research that has been done. And this is from the National Institute of Health. A study of nearly, nearly 2,000 children found that those who reported playing video games for three hours or more a day performed better on cognitive skill tests than uh, kids who did, had not played video games. And also tests involving uh, impulse control as well. Children who played video games for three hours or more a day also showed higher brain activity in the regions of the brain associated with attention and memory and in frontal brain regions that were associated with uh, cognitive, like more cognitively demanding tasks. They also showed less brain activity in the uh, visual cortex of the, of the brain. And so at first, the part about the reduced activity sounds concerning, but based on the readings, the neurological experts believe that the reason why those parts of the brain uh, are having less activity is because the, those parts of the brain are learning to function more efficiently. Okay. So right. even the reduced activity uh, could be a benefit. So according to the same study, children who played video games for three or more hours a day were uh, faster and more accurate on cognitive tests. Uh, than those who had not. And sure, kids might learn a thing or two from riding motorbikes as well, like how to call 911 with one hand because the other one's broken. You know, sure, I, I'll give you that. Yeah, and the, the, the ringing in their ears mm -hmm. from the, the loud motors and stuff might make them more visually focused. Might, they might yeah. even get really good at lip reading. Interesting. That's a unique skill. Not a lot yeah. of people have Yeah, that. who knows, you know? Um, but uh, we cannot deny the fact that video games do have their benefits. Now, obviously, video games are not universally beneficial. We're all aware of stories of people becoming addicts in one way or another. But research suggests that games are not a waste of time, as these boomer memes tend to suggest. In my opinion, I think it's better for the brain to play a video game and do something active rather than zoning out at a baseball game and passing out like my dad did. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, I've got, a, I've got a clip for you to watch. Mm -hmm must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. So like that, that clip uh, took place in 2018 and it started to make its round on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I, I know this because I responded with, Oh my God, keep your tiny fucking hands off my video games. <laughs> so gaming and gamers are not just made fun of. Some, they're, they are straight up demonized sometimes. Mm -hmm. And even my own father thought I was going to be corrupted by playing violent video games. And sure, I was. But I'm sure that you guys have played Grand Theft Auto, right? Who has played Grand Theft Auto? Bobby, you ever played Grand Theft oh, Auto? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, how many of you uh, have ever in real life stolen a car? No. Uh, beat a hooker to death? No. Got in a shootout with police? No. Yeah, to think about that one. I, I, I wanted to make like, sure to double check I, my facts. I, you're like, I don't know if that counted as a shootout. You know? It was really only one person shooting. <laughs> it was over really quick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, the cops really exaggerated the situation. It's, it's, um, but, like, you know, that's, that's really weird because it's almost as if there's no correlation between violent games and real-life violence except for in very rare anecdotal instances. And even in those instances, we need to consider the tertiary factors involved. 
Bobby, have you ever played violent video games? Constantly. See, that's why you're so aggressive and violent. Oh, yeah, I beat people up all the time. <laughs> so, of course, uh, video games being as popular as they are, you will find uh, gun violence that has been committed by people who do play video games. For example, Adam Lanza, the monster who perpetrated the uh, Sandy Hook shooting, he was a gamer. Mm-hmm. And, Bobby, I want you to guess for me what his favorite game was reported to be. Was it Grand Theft Auto? Close, but you're way off. It was actually the most violent, gruesome, and as Donald Trump might put it, grisly game (laughs) ever made. That's right. His favorite game was... Mario Brothers. Dance Dance Revolution. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I knew that that game was trouble. (laughs) I knew it from the beginning. Uh, Violence from start to finish. But we all know that violent video games must be the biggest driver of violence in the U.S. because Lanza didn't perpetrate the biggest uh, domestic school shooting of all time. Mm. Uh, That actually went to a guy named Andrew Cahoe. Um, He killed 38 children and six adults. And I want you to guess, what video game did this monster play? Was it Lolo? Adventures of Lolo? Yeah. (laughs) Well... (laughs) It happened in 1927, so it must have been all those violent late 1920s video games. Oh, yeah, the really early ones. Yeah, yeah, the the ones that they got ahead of the market, you know. (laughs) Um, So his motive was uh, supposedly because of an election he lost. So, you know, people in government, they're always the bad guys, Mm -hmm. once again. Or maybe Prohibition drove him mad. Oh, that would annoy me. (laughs) So this protest right here in the image where everybody's holding signs that say, we want beer, I would totally be a part of that. That's what we should do. I've always wanted to go to a protest somewhere and just join in, you know, with something completely off the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want a we want beer sign. Like, you'll go go into, like, some uh, MAGA protest and then, but just have a sign that just says, we want beer. (laughs) (laughs) See, I would walk around with a sign like that right now, even though we don't have prohibition. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) So a love for video games and a capacity for violence is no closer related than liking bananas and driving slow. But these games are often used as a scapegoat for talking heads to avoid talking about things like gun control. Politi- po- politi- huh? Politicians? I'll, I'll try again in a bit. Uh, um, anyway, uh, th- so just watch as this twat, I'm sorry, politician, um, dances around his stance on gun control and pay a close attention to when he refers to a case in Canada where a young kid got his hand on his hands on a gun and killed another kid and uh, what his follow-up to that example is. Guns play a role in this, clearly. The Republicans seem to want to talk about cultural values in Hollywood. The Democrats want to talk about gun control. Can't everything be on the table? I think we ought to talk about everything. We ought to look at everything. Although I also think you have to say that we've passed hundreds of gun laws over the last 10 years, uh, and we still have the problem here in Canada. <clears throat> this uh, same week as Littleton, you had a, a child getting a gun, killing another child, and they have very strong gun laws there. So I think we ought to look at it all. But I, I think you've really got to get back at the wood here, that you've just got a culture of violence, uh, a culture of death uh, that's out here that's grabbing on uh, to these children, that we have a... There's a cultural ecosystem here, too, and it's being absorbed every day. Uh, The professor just talked about a cultural ecosystem as well. I think we've got to get at this thing in systemic form. 
and say, what can we do to stop this? We're not helpless. We can organize locally. We can, in our own family, stop our kids from getting to these video games. The kid got a hold of his parents' gun mm -hmm. and killed another kid. Mm -hmm. And this guy's concern is keeping the kid from video games. Well, sure, that's where he learned it, right? <laughs> it just doesn't... It, it's, an, it's absurd. You know, it's like, um, how about maybe passing like a, something about, you know, like lock your gun in a safe or, or have like a child safety thing on it, something. Um, some kind of thing. But um, anyway, this guy literally brings up this case in Canada, you know, where the kid gets a hold of a gun and kills another kid. And his first concern is whether or not the kid got his hands on some video games. Mm -hmm. For fuck's sake, like talk about mental gymnastics. Like that is <laughs> that is nuts. And another talking point these assholes, I'm uh god, sorry, Bobby. Um could you pronounce this word for me? Yeah, it's politicians. Assholes? No, politicians. Sound it out. Poli politician. Douchebags. No. Politician. Uh, idiots I can't stand to be around because they sound and smell like a whoopee cushion full of farts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. See, I knew I'd nail it sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, it. They like to use the Second Amendment when you talk about even the slightest move on gun control. Like, they can't wait to bring it up. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to get into the politics of gun control, but saying, quote, we want to do something, we have to do something about video games, it toys with violating the First Amendment. Video games should be protected under our freedom of expression, and when the government tries to step in and regulate what can and cannot be expressed in games, that's a route I don't like. I enjoy the fact that I can run this podcast without having to think twice about if the feds are going to shut us down. You know, and like it's it's overregulation in the media. Why we have listeners in Japan and the Philippines, but North Korea will always be radio silence for us. Well, they radio silence everybody. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, though. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's that over control of the media. Right. Um, and my speech is not regulated by our government. That's why I can call the president a geezer if I want to. <laughs> um, and video games should enjoy that same level of freedom. It's not that games have not been banned before. But many have like many of these bans have thankfully been rescinded. Uh, but there are a handful of games that some people might consider to be justifiable reasons why they were banned. Uh, one example is the 2004 game, The Guy Game, which oh, you, yeah. we were supposed to play that on our yeah, channel. Yeah, I had today. a copy of it somewhere. I lost it. <laughs> but that I was stole it. that was banned for using an underage model and not being transparent with her about how her footage was going to be used in the game. Um, also, the 1982 game Custer's Revenge was banned uh, in Oklahoma because of rape and racism being a part of the theme of the game. Which, quick shout out to the Oklahoma listeners. I don't know how they heard of us, but we're glad to have you guys. Yeah, right, Oklahoma. <laughs> it's, it's weird how wide our podcast is spread when we get people everywhere yeah when, yeah when we've not <laughs> advertised at all you know i think it's it might be mostly word of mouth or people just looking up certain terms or something like that probably but um then you have hatred <clears throat> which was not exactly banned but it, it was very much restricted when it turned out that the only goal was to just shoot and kill people uh and kill as many as possible regardless of whether or not they were good or bad guys <laughs> But at least the creator, uh, Jaroslav Zelensky, um, he was at least honest when he said, quote, we are developing a game about killing people. It doesn't pretend to be anything else than what it is. We don't add to it any fake philosophy. 
The game was met with such controversy that the voice of the main character opted to stay anonymous. Although a lot of speculation says that it was John St. John, who's the voice of Duke Nukem. Okay. And it sounds a lot like him. I, I kind of, I could see it. Oh, I was just going to say, I never really played the game, so I didn't hear the guy's voice. I'm not oh, yeah, it, yeah. I, I played it, and um, it's it's fun, um, but the subject matter is a bit... Yeah. It's a bit absurd, it's, but it's, it's very dark. Yeah. I wanted to play it. I just never got a chance to because they shut it down so fast. Yeah, yeah, but they brought it back. And that's Did how they? I yeah, that's oh, how okay. I got it. It was because they brought it back. Again. Yeah. Um so should these games be censored, soft blocked, or banned? I think even in the case of Custer's Revenge, which glorifies rape and racism, and I want to find the people who made it, tie them to trees and have Native Americans repeatedly kick them in crotch. <laughs> I would still lean toward no. I would still lean toward don't ban it. Don't censor it. Because I think video games should be unbridled as long as they are sold as fictional works. But in regards to this meme, one of the things I hate about memes like this is that they have a tendency to treat things as mutually exclusive. Like you can ride a dirt bike and also be a person who plays video games. Imagine if you asked me if I liked horror movies and I said, no, I collect spoons. <laughs> like, treating those things as dichotomous wouldn't make any sense. You know, it's, and, and it's the same with this meme. And uh, what's, what's the guy that you like who plays Mario Maker like phenomenally? Uh, Grand Pooh Bear? Yeah. Yeah, Grand Pooh Bear. So yeah. like he is, he's one of the best at Mario Maker that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But he's also like a professional snowboarder, right? Yeah, well, he used to be. I think he had an accident of some kind, and it kind of threw him off, and he played video oh. games to fill the time. <laughs> Turns out he was really good at that. So, yeah, yeah. You know. but, but there's but a he, lot of people who do stuff like but that. But he you know? did both for a while. Yeah. So like, Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. um, he was talking about different slopes and stuff that he was, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and, he's gotten back into it, especially he's got a little boy now, and I think they go out yeah, and do that, yeah. you know, for fun. So like, you can do both. Like, To mm-hmm. treat them as mutually exclusive is just insane to me. And there is definitely a sexist undertone to this meme. It reads, no boy remembers when his dad played video games. Yeah, I played video games with my mom. Well, yeah, and this (laughs) might come as a shock to some people, but girls ride dirt bikes and play video games. (laughs) Um, I know, and that was shocking, but like, you know, one time I saw a boy holding a doll. No way. Yeah, and he didn't burst into flames. I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I couldn't believe it. But, in co- of course, video games are a dorky, wimpy thing to do. While dirt biking is a very manly way to crash into the mud and get tetanus and a staph infection. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you want to be manly when you do it. I mean, come on. If you're going to get a staph infection, go for it. <laughs> go all in with that Eat staph it. infection. <laughs> so the, the way that this meme reads is that it says, because no boy remembers when his dad played video games. But there's a good chance this kid won't remember this moment after he crashes and gets a concussion. <laughs> so, Bobby, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I, I don't like that meme. I mean, it's just stupid. Yeah, you know? yeah it is stupid. It's, it's stupid and it, like, it has two, it has one sentence mm-hmm. and one image, yet it's stupid in like a dozen different ways. Mm-hmm. I yeah. played video games. i never ridden a dirt bike, but I probably would. Somebody gave me one if they were stupid enough to let me borrow it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'd crash it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now at my age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so to end this episode, uh, I will leave everybody with some facts. 
So from the Washington Post, quote, generally the countries that spend the most or with the most deaths from gun violence are not the ones that spend the most on video games. From Dan Hewitt, quote, study after study established that there is no causal link between video games and real violence, real life violence. Violent crime has been decreasing in our country at the very time that video games have been increasing in popularity. And in other societies where video games are played as avidly, they do not contend with the tra tragic levels of violence that occur in the U.S. Then from Vox, video games have become an easy target for politicians of all stripes following acts of mass violence. Violent video games, after all, are far easier to confront as, as uh, politicians than either white supremacy or the wide availability of guns that inspire or make act as, acts of violence possible. Also from the Marshall Project, crime rates went down where new video game stores were opened. They didn't, by comparison, where sports where sporting good games were open or sporting goods stores were open. The follow-up uh, compared the release of big AAA violent video games and the release of other less violent games, and it found a similar contrast. When violent games were released, crime rates went down. Well, sure, it gives you an opportunity to take out your aggression on the NPCs <laughs> yeah. rather than your neighbor. There was, you know? <laughs> yeah, and there was, there was one uh, um, study that I found interesting. I didn't include it in the script, but... I did find it kind of interesting where they were studying the 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 propensity of aggression and violence along with video game playing and they had people play games and then they had you know a control group and then they had the people playing the violent games and and etc and uh they had one where people were playing regular tetris mm -hmm. And then people were playing a Tetris game that intentionally gave them the wrong pieces. Oh, that's mean. Where, uh, without telling them. And those people, when doing a survey afterward, gave more aggressive answers. Oh, I'm sure yeah. they did. I would be so mad. So, <laughs> so, I didn't want the square. It's, it's funny because uh, Steve-O talked about the, um, that study, and he called it asshole Tetris. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging out and uh, listening to the podcast. Um, anybody want to give any comments, uh, uh, questions, input? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to edit. What is the actual number of people who in the society, percentage-wise, that have an addiction to video games? It's extremely small. So, like, if you look at some of the studies, uh, it is, I think it's, like, less, what is it? It's, like, it's obviously an issue. Like, if anybody is, is showing some addiction, um, addictive behavior to anything, um, that's an issue. But it's it's pretty small when it comes to video games. But uh, there was a study that came out where they found that a, an addiction to any repetitive behavior, even playing video games, it showed uh, the same kind of brain activity reduction that doing too much cocaine does. So it's, hmm. but it's, they, and they don't know if like, maybe it's the chemical, like they don't know for the cocaine study, they don't know if it is specifically the chemical that damages the brain and makes uh, it. So like you see reduced um, in the occipital lobe, the parietal lobes, 
and then a little bit in the frontal lobe, you see reduced activity in those. And addiction to anything else, uh, including they included video games, uh, masturbation, um, addiction to certain types of foods, and they found that same kind of damage done to the brain. And I, I don't know if it like if there's a causal link to it that is like it uh, that's what causes the reduction in the brain or if that reduction causes the addictive behavior because the brain uh, scans also look very similar to people who have had repeated head trauma and those people experience depression at much higher rates you know like for example football players who take a lot of like you know hits and things like that they have a propensity toward addictive behavior but their brain damage looks similar because like the damage is mostly to the outer lobes of the brain and uh, they have, you know, propensity toward it. So I don't know for sure, um, like how many people are addicted to video games, but if there is addictive behavior, it can cause some problems, like some, some not just mental problems, but neurological ones as well. They were having helicopters and fire trucks in the park, and he said, "I'm bored. I'd rather go in and play video games." Does he was more like the video game life than real life? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I, I I've I've known people like that as well. Um, there's a, an old friend of mine who I'm not going to name because it's not going to sound great for him, but uh, we had a, a particularly long and very cold winter. And we finally had a nice day out and he was in his room with his curtains completely blacked out and sitting, playing a video game, wrapped in a blanket. And we're like, dude, you got to get outside with us because it's finally nice out. We've been stuck indoors forever and he still didn't want to go outside. So it's certainly something that happens. And, and this, the thing is that this guy, he doesn't just play games that he thinks is fun he plays every single game he can get his hands on and uh once he finishes the game he looks up uh he looks up tutorials on how to 100 percent it and he has 100 percented more games than i have been able to count and uh because he he has gotten addicted to this competition with like the achievements and things like that and it, it has him locked up in his room in darkness all the time it is an issue for some people Yeah, yeah. So I actually, I actually was a part of a study. I ran a study. So when I got my uh, science degree, I actually was uh, running a study to find out whether or not games that involved uh, role playing, like where you have to socialize with with characters in the games, had a capacity to reduce real life social interactions we found through the questionnaires that there was actually a lower um, likelihood that the people who were playing, who preferred role-playing video games, there was a lower likelihood for them to uh, socialize in real life. Uh, whereas the people who played like say sporting games or like shooters or things like that, it did, that didn't affect their social life as much as the role-playing games did. But there's still like the, that cause and effect thing. Like maybe 
they didn't have people to socialize with or their families aren't close. And so they, they get that satisfaction from the game instead. So it's hard to say what causes the other, but there was a trending relationship that we found in this study. I don't want to demonize video games because I love them and I also love role-playing games. But at the same time, if there is uh, harm done, it is something that should at least be, people should be aware of. Anything else? Uh, people in the back? Pretty quiet back there. <laughs> you got some crickets on your little soundboard thing? Yeah, I was going to say I'm going to edit in some crickets when when I don't get <laughs> Are, Have there ever been studies of it affecting parents on how they parent? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I know some anecdotal situations, but I don't know any sort of like actual, uh, uh, statistical studies that would give you, you know, good scientific information. But, um, there, I know some anecdotal things where parents and, and their children have like all, but like essentially separated because of their, uh, conflict between the, the parent thinking they're playing too many video games and the kid not listening, you know, or like to say the kid does like bad on his homework and the parent breaks his like PlayStation or whatever. Gosh. And, uh, and so these kids, sometimes they never, they're never close to, they never, they report never feeling close to their parents again, but the, it's, those are only really anecdotal stories. You know, I've only read maybe a dozen of those and that is not enough to, to say that this is like a broad spread thing, but it is something that is kind of, I mean, I, I would be upset, you know, cause I don't think you're hurting anybody else by playing video games, you know? I mean, more like a parent kind of like, you've heard of stories where one parent will be playing video games and the other parent will be like, get your damn ass off the video game and help me do laundry. Oh yeah, yeah, where like the kid feels distant because he's he's enthralled in the games all the time. Oh, 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 okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I have not read anything on that. That is interesting, though, to think about. I like. I think that's be or something. There's big marital discord where one parent will spend too much time on a video game and not devote enough to the family. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that is something that has become sort of a meme on its own. You know, where it shows like a guy on the game and then the woman feeling dejected uh, because she's not getting enough attention from him. Um, so it's, it's at least common enough or relatable enough that it has become uh, sort of a trend, but I don't know any studies on it. Because yeah, at least from my point of view, I at least know that Aiden is a divorce. I'm sure it has. I'm sure, it, I'm absolutely <laughs> sure it has. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. Take your Xbox and get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's either me or the Xbox. And then next panel. <laughs> It's him in the Xbox. <laughs> but, all right. Well, I think I have to wrap it up now. I think we're reaching, I think, what, we got five minutes, right? Yeah, that'll give us time to clean up. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll clean things up. That way the next uh, crew can get in and do their panel. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.